0: Explanation is probably long overdue. An explanation. Jesus Christ, Dad. An explanation! Dad. <laughs> to think I almost split the profits on the man's ear. Dad, Mom says to stop trying to give yourself cancer. Just gonna get a little bit of cancer, Stan. Tell mom it's okay. Hello. The dad from fear with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> no. That's a freaking good dad, dude.
1: Hello and welcome back to episode two of New Dad Podcast. This is your host Uncle Tickles and I am thrilled to have you back for another episode. We're going to be having a special conversation about screen time today. It's a big issue in our house. We're talking to two of the the best dads on the planet. We're talking to Adam Jenrick and Michael Flynn. These guys uh, have raised not only brilliant, well-behaved, well-mannered, uh, well-adjusted children, but they're some of the most patient, kind, uh, smart and, and funny dads that I've had the pleasure of, of getting to know and become a dad alongside. So uh, I hope that you take as much away from my conversation with them as I did. I want to encourage any listeners to check out our Instagram page. Um, And maybe even more importantly, check out the YouTube videos of these episodes because when we make references to our dads or our families and our children's, a lot of times I will include photos or videos uh, of those people mentioned. And uh, I think as I've said on uh, our Facebook group page, uh, it's the way to get the most out of the podcast. So I encourage you and hope to see you guys over on those different platforms. We're gonna hear from uh, our presenting sponsor and then prob cause will take us away before we talk to adam and mike so see you soon sleep six mattresses make the most of what you get sleep made simple sleep six our presenting sponsor sleep six will be giving away a mattress to the parent with the worst sleepless night story again Sleep 6 Mattresses will be giving away a mattress to the parent with the worst sleepless night story. Send your sleepless night stories to thenewdadpod at gmail.com or message me on our Instagram or Facebook groups with your sleepless night story. We'll be aiming to pick the winner during one of our progress report episodes. So stay tuned and send your sleepless night stories to us and Sleep, six. sleep
2: made simple.
1: Welcome back to the New Dad Podcast. I have yeah. Michael Flynn, I think we uh, had said on your wife's podcast, our friendship goes back 35 years. Uh, I am 38 years old now. So I've known you since I was about three. And, and Adam, we've known each other since seventh grade. Um, so two longtime friends. I would say there's a, a circle. I mean, of... I've,
0: known, I've known him a little bit longer, no big deal.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and, and so, I wasn't counting.
1: Yeah. No, but you, you guys are part of a, a, I would say there's a, you know, a very, tight-knit close inner circle that I have and and you guys make up two of those uh two of those spots for sure tell the tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves we'll start with you Mike
0: yeah um yeah so like as Tommy said uh, we've known each other for uh you know over 30 years now um grew up in the midwest uh I've moved all around the country uh you know with my family from uh, Milwaukee to um where Generic now resides in the freezing cold tundra of uh, Minneapolis. Uh, it's where I am uh, right now out in Seattle, Washington. Um, I have an amazing partner um, and my wife, Kate, that helps our family uh, run and go. And we have a seven-year-old uh, son, four-year-old daughter, and then a two-year-old son. So i uh, got a good mix. Uh, nothing compared to the, the um, army that Generic is building out there in uh, Minnesota. For sure. And Generic, what about you? Uh, well, as alluded to, I have a large
2: brood. I have five, and kind of like back in the day, we used to have a bunch of kids for farming. Like we do the same here for shoveling. So <laughs> that's that's kind of been my lot in life. Um, like Flynn, I've been uh, uh, grew up in northern Illinois with uh, with these two amongst others, and eventually moved my way around the country and seemed to have kids along the way. Two in Illinois, two in Georgia, and then. Uh, was in Texas for a little bit. Didn't have a child there, but had, an, had our, our fifth year in Minnesota. So uh, my, my oldest is about to turn nine. My oldest two are boys. So I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and then my daughters go five, three, and then the baby's about 15 months. So they're basically two years apart. They're going to be about every other year in school and definitely keeps us busy. Like Mike said, being in, you know, Southern states and uh... Midwest states, and now you know Minnesota, we've seen a variety of different uh, cultures within the within the country, so definitely some different cultural mindsets when it comes to parenting.
1: so um yeah and and you know you work a lot, I know. um so what's your day to day look like with with your interactions with your kids as far as it, you know is is your interaction primarily in the morning time? are you doing it? you know are you getting? <laughs> away from work at night in time to see them and, and put them to bed because with different bedtimes and uh, different schedules with kids that span the ages, I, I imagine it's tough.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm in restaurants. So when I was running single single restaurants, uh, meaning running only one, uh, it was a lot more nights and weekends. So that has evolved into my role now where I'm overseeing uh, multiple restaurants. So it, it is a little bit closer to a nine to five gig, as close to one as you can get in the restaurant industry. Um... And fortunately, I don't have to be out the door at 6 o'clock in the morning. So, um, generally, I get to see the kids off to the bus. Uh, like, I'll take my daughter to preschool tomorrow, those type of situations. So, Joanna, my wife, and I have uh, kind of a thing now that we do back and forth where uh, when the baby gets up, she's usually the first. Like, we rotate who's getting up with her. Um, gotcha. And I'm talking, about, I'm talking about, like, in the morning. So, if the baby's up at 5.30, it's my turn. I'm up at 5.30 whether I want to or not. Sometimes that turns
1: into both of us getting up, sometimes it doesn't, but uh, I get to see my kids on the front end and the back end and Mike, I'll let you talk a little bit just about what your day to day looks like you know with the kids and the routine and you know when you're spending your time and getting your interactions with them
0: yeah well i mean it's definitely uh it's definitely evolved over the years from different positions that uh Kate has had my wife and and different jobs that I've had, so there have been situations where you know when Kate was working uh, at Amazon where she had to do a lot of traveling um that was a different scenario where I'd be doing, you know, multiple overnights, uh, when she was gone. And then there'd also be things for my job now where I'd have to fly back for training and, you know, leave her for four or five days. But currently we both, uh, work remotely. So we both work from home. So we both kind of have the luxury of having schedules where we kind of just communicate on, okay, well, what do you have going on today? I mean, you have to be, I think a lot better about letting each other know our schedules because before it would be like, I'd be gone from X amount of time to X amount of time. And, right. uh, but I, I would say for the, for the most part, yeah, I would get to do kind of the, the same as generally. I get to see him in the morning. Um, depending on what my afternoon looks like, I get to see him I would say, the majority of the time in the afternoon for, um, you know, when they get home and help them eat and get them down and stuff. So, uh, I'd be incredibly fortunate to have that, that opportunity that I, I wouldn't have had with other jobs I've had in the past.
1: And, uh, and and you have two kids in daycare and, and one kid in school is that correct?
0: So, yeah. So my oldest is in second grade, uh, and then the other two my second or my second uh, two year old and my four year old uh, both do in home daycare. And my four year old's moving into preschool right now. Gotcha. Uh, yeah.
1: And, and I think one of the things that comes up for me a lot is. And the end the in the way that this kind of relates back to screen time being and I, and I only imagine this getting amplified once you know a second child is introduced into the mix. But uh, being the one that's getting Shep ready, and there's times when I'm getting him ready and myself ready at the same time, right? Oh, and yeah. there in are there. just there are just moments that you need him to, you just need to know that if you turn your back, uh, you know, he's not going to be getting into something. Um, and, and that's when I think for me screen, you know, there's two instances, there's that instance when I just need to get something accomplished quick. And I know that, uh, a screen, whether it be my phone or the TV and a show, whether it's Elmo or bubble guppies will work. Um, or, you know, it's during this, those times when, you know, your patience is thin and you're trying to do quite a bit and the freak out or the meltdown happens and you know that the, 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 screen time will fix that. So, um. You know that's my struggle with it. Uh, you know, especially recently. Um, but I'm I'm kind of wondering how you guys handle screen time in your houses, um, and if there are rules or regulations that you you put on them for your kids, and and also if those rules and regulations kind of change based on the age of the kid. And we'll we'll start with Flynn.
0: Yeah, man. So I'll uh, so I was joking with you guys earlier that we've had two snow days in a row here. Um, in Seattle with, with less than two inches of snow, so they don't hesitate here to cancel schools. <laughs> so it, it brings you up in the predicament where, yeah, I'm looking at that screen time being like, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Like, I get the, the luxury of kind of working from home and trying to get some things done, but when the schools are closed and I still have to work and try to get things done, it's like, all right, well, do I just put them in front of TV for the next couple of hours so I can get totally. to what I, I need to get done for the day? So I think in those extreme circumstances, like there was today, yeah, I mean, definitely on like a snow day like today, they're getting way more screen time than they normally would. But I think in general, I mean, yeah, there's obviously in most regards uh, limitations or just an, a ballpark idea of how much we're going to let them watch the day. There's usually a routine around when they get to watch it. Um, So it's not just like me just like sporadically throwing them in front of the TV. I try to have it planned where, you know, when they come home from school or where, like we pick them up from daycare that they have to eat, they have to, you know, try to at least read a little bit, brush your teeth and then like have it as like their nighttime routine. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely managing time and, and then managing the content. But I know that uh, as the age gap kind of spreads, or as like the older ones get older. At least in my house, it, it becomes harder to kind of um, separate. Right? What's the four-year-old going to watch compared to what the 7 year olds going to watch, and how do we yep. how do we separate that? And I can only imagine the, the gap that Genric's got to work with in terms of you know monitoring you know that separation, of, like the content. And I know generic
1: you actually have had a unique solution to this a little bit, right? And that you kind of presented over christmas. Uh yeah, uh so I, you know, having
2: five, they all want to, it, it's 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 interesting cuz from a content standpoint, like Tommy you brought up Elmo and Bubble Guppies, but like he's probably like a year maybe away from starting to explore YouTube and some of the other streaming things. And YouTube specifically, I think my kids probably watch
1: 70% of the time. So Do they even, watch the New uh, Dad podcast on YouTube?
2: uh there it's it's up and coming i think they're pretty
1: <laughs> i feel like I they
0: could, they're give, they're me of, like they could give me a lot i feel like they could give me a lot of the younger audience <laughs> yeah I'm... but the uh
2: the content side on youtube is even harder to manage because it's just like an uncharted territory so we're in the early stages of how we manage that i'll be watching regular cable i know what bubble guppies is you know i know what they're going to get out of that and there's not a whole lot of freedom on his part to change it but um the solution you're referring to is You know, even for us having a TV in our bedroom and a TV downstairs, like we were still finding ourselves, you know, even controlling screen time monopolized by kid-related content in times where we wanted to have, you know, like last night. The, the national championship game like i can't granted it started late but if it was something at seven o'clock where i'm like having to fight my kids away from the tv so long story short they got tvs for their rooms the, the two oldest boys share share a room and the two uh, middle girls share a room they got tvs for the room for christmas and we've we've found it's been a blessing but it's also been something we've we've had to fight because we're you know they need to ask permission to go use it you know it has to be one of those things where i don't want to in the middle of the day find my you know, three-year-old hasn't turned on the TV and been on it for an hour and a half. So, uh, we're still working our way through what that's going to look like. But like Flynn said, I think, you know, controlling what kind and what time has been the, the goal. Whether we're not, whether we hit it every day, you know, it's like we've been joking about the weather here. It's like it's negative six degrees. Like, what are we supposed to do all day? <laughs> right.
1: And and do you think there's a a big difference between supervised and unsupervised, you know, TV time or screen time?
2: Um, I don't I don't think too much yet. I think we're getting close. Uh, I think they're pretty uh, they're they're pretty limited as far as the stuff they like anyway. So that's what they stick to. There's not many times where I'm like I'm gonna you know pop open their door and see what they got going on, and all of a sudden it's like whoa, you're not supposed to be watching this.
1: And I was thinking even more so from a standpoint of how, you know, there? there's a lot of kids programming and a lot of that kids programming tries to reinforce different, uh, you know, academia standards, whether it's arithmetic or uh, spelling, geography. Um, and animal I know that's right. Animal. Knowledge.
0: Shout out to
1: Octonauts.
2: Yeah. Octonauts for, uh, for sea mammals. Team zoomie team Mike, shoot yourself in the head
1: watching that. <laughs> But but I've noticed that uh, and, and, and I've heard Flynn talk about this, uh, you know, and, and after I heard him mention this, I, I kind of was like looking for it a little bit more and and seeing it a lot more, which is this idea of like the eyes glazing over when they watch TV. And I, I think that's much more something I noticed with Shep when it's a situation where I'm saying, okay I need to get dressed and I need to make sure that I have everything I need for work. So I'm going to sit him down on the couch and he's going to watch. I'm going to put bubble guppies on for a couple minutes. Um, that's when I see the glazed overlook, right? Because it's just, it, he's just, you know, kind of taking it in. But when we do watch an episode and, and he sits on my lap and we're watching it together and we're interacting and I'm, I'm helping him you know, identify that this is a a call and response moment or, you know, now we're looking for the shape, not the color or or those sort of things that he actually picks up and connects dots more so. So, um, Flynn, I'm I'm wondering, do you see any difference as far as supervised or unsupervised television time or screen time in your house with the kids uh, as far as any sort of difference between the two?
0: I think probably, I, I think it probably benefits them depending on what they're watching in terms of just comprehension. I think that maybe not so much with the younger ones, but as they get older, like different kind of concepts that are coming up and like, I mean, you know, Jenna, like they're watching things on YouTube, you know what I mean? They're hearing different terms and different slangs and, and you'd be like, oh, what is that supposed to mean? Or what is this supposed to mean? So, you know, kind of going through some of that with them and, and kind of explaining, you know, oh, this, what this is, or like, you know, even things like as stupid as watching like Home Alone, where you're like, hey, listen, man, like, when he throws that paint can off that balcony, man, like, that dude's freaking done, man. Like, he's not getting up from that. You know what I mean? But just explain, because you're dying laughing, but just explain, yeah. like, yo, that's yo, that's murder, son. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to come around a corner and you kick me with a paint can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just explain <laughs> just things like that. But I think that, for I mean, the most part, it's been pretty tame. There hasn't been any times where, you know what I mean? Like, they they don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Dad, I get it. Like, right. they're, that it's fake or that's in a movie. I think the... I think the raw thing I ever saw was, or maybe by did mean, You ever watch? Uh, you ever watch Animal Planet? Oh yeah, dude. So I'm watching one with Mikey. I don't remember how old he was, but there was like <laughs> this scene where, like, the lion is like taking down like a gazelle or something, and like just like I, kind of into it. I didn't think about it. I look over and dude, he's got <laughs> tears coming down his face, and I just remember being like, "Sorry, uh, like, what do you let to watch?" And I was like, "I didn't think about the, I forgot about the savage." Um but, you know, just try to explain things like that. But that is yeah. maybe the most difficult thing I had to try to explain. And that was uh, due to my own fault of uh not, you know, thinking about Animal Planet, I guess.
1: And Jenrick have you had any tough uh <laughs> any any tough questions that you've had to answer from the kids regarding anything they've seen on screen? Um
2: you know what I you know You know, maybe not specifically about something they saw or watched. I'm sure there's been an instant, but more so like them not being able to comprehend Wi-Fi and, like, we're getting in the car and now they it doesn't work or they're not their inability to yeah. to understand that, like, my laptop isn't touchscreen or that they can't rewind, you know, uh, or they can't fast forward to a, a commercial on live TV. Like, little things like that you take for granted considering even a generation ago or 30 years ago when we were growing up and how just the ability, the first time you were able to DVR something was, like, a huge deal. Oh, my God. And how, like... My, th- they eventually figure that out, but it's one of those things where it's, can we skip these commercials? I'm like, nope. <laughs> As you guys were talking at the beginning of the podcast, Tommy, about like our role and like taking care of the kids a little bit more, helping with the morning stuff. And even in your guys' shoes where you guys might be doing that uh, a little bit more commonly with your, with your wife traveling or working a lot. And it's like thinking about our three dads and like the mixture of that persona of like stern, hands off and all that type of stuff. It's just crazy how much more hands-on we are and naturally good at it. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. Considering where we've come from.
0: Well, (laughs) I I think that your listeners need uh, to be honed in on some facts about your guys' dad, that they've both punched me in the face on separate occasions. So...
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, well, don't feel Same. special. Papa Pappas has punched lots of people in the face. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, but it takes a real certain character to bring the, the rage out of Mr. Jennerick.
2: Oh, that is true. Water water basketball.
0: <laughs> a, a quick punch in the face during a game of water basketball.
2: Yeah. Uh, hey, there, there, there are no rules. It's like Fight Club.
1: Jennerick, why don't you take a second, and, and I'll give Flynn a, a second to describe his dad, but uh, I always love the, the Home Depot description, um, so tell that story real quick
2: during the summer, he ran a concrete construction business that we worked with him on. Um, So good money, uh, outside work, all that type of stuff. But we were, me and another buddy, Matt, who you guys are well aware of, were uh, in Home Depot with him, and we've both gone in separate directions to get different things, and we are literally wandering around the store looking for him, and this Home Depot employee stops us in our tracks and is like, what are you guys looking for? And we're like, oh, we're looking for my dad. He's somewhere around here, and he he just looks at us and goes, "Uh, you know, stern crew cut looks like you rip your face off and we're like that's him (laughs) and uh, i pointed out pointed out where he was and we met back up and we always got a kick out of like that description because at face value it definitely comes across like my dad because he's an intimidating mf. he's like a
1: a shorter howie long as i like to put it there you go Yeah, yeah and and flynn we'll let you uh wax poetically
0: about about your dad a little bit uh, my dad's a uh, big dude. He's about 6'8", rolling anywhere between about 260 to three three bills at any given time. Um, wow. I Emmy mean, Pappas, you got the pleasure of uh, playing eighth grade um, basketball for him. And I uh, got to see some of uh, how our old relationship was, of arguing back and forth, getting punished <laughs> by lots and lots of laps. Um, yeah, uh, good guy, but I mean, uh, definitely hot-tempered, uh, definitely quick to make decisions. You know, he's the kind of guy that will you know, go in and take on a couple of subway employees for talking trash to his daughter. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, real, spur- real spur of the moment, but uh, taught lessons a tough way, uh, maybe somewhat effective, but uh, I would say a little rough back in the day. Loves it. Loves it. Loves a turkey sandwich. <laughs> yeah, still loves the turkey sandwich. <laughs> yeah, with those- There's no need to stop at McDonald's. You can just run to the grocery store real quick for some <laughs> turkey and some bread. Make some lunch meat. Yeah, she said lunch meat, you don't know, even waste all that money at a fast food place.
1: I'm glad we're talking about our dads because the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about was just screen time for us, at, you know, when we were kids. And, you know, me personally, we, we had no screen time restrictions. In fact, I would say that my relationship, you know, I, I was closer with my mom, uh, you know, by far. And a lot of that relationship centered around TV. You know, we watched a lot of TV. Um, as a family and her and I especially, uh, that was something I think that became, I, I wouldn't say um, in the center of our friendship, uh, you know, in high school, but we watched, you know, that was something, you know, I, if I were to name some father figures, I would probably put Mr. Kelly on there. And, you know, all the time we spent in the Kelly basement, which was at that point, you know, really a blockbuster video, uh, you know, and maybe oh, yeah. even better than a blockbuster video. And we would just go over there, and this guy, you know, uh, Kristen Kelly was a, was a good friend of all of ours in high school, and her dad would thinking about it now. It's actually fucking nuts to con, like when I because what I think about is the math, and try I try to calculate how much money he was spending on those stakes because there would be probably, you know, anywhere be no less than like four high school boys to sometimes in the upwards of like eight to. Uh, double figures and he would cook us all giant 2-inch thick ribeyes. Mrs. Kelly would have weren't,
2: weren't they butcher shop too. It wasn't like Jewel.
1: No, 100% I would go with them. Like we, he would have them cut 2 inches thick, <gasps> you know. And then he would stock up. You know, he would he would go out and stock up on case after case of Coors Light knowing that we were coming over to high school kids were coming over to drink his beer um and that was like
0: our secret senior... think of the patience because we had to have been like so annoying uh, <laughs> yeah. i mean i know i was definitely annoyed he was always super nice to me so
1: yeah super annoying just uh and not just like nice to us but just you know almost made you feel as if you know you were more than just like his daughter's friend
0: you were kind of like his friend you know but the, you know i think he definitely i think he definitely taught me and probably all of us a lesson on hospitality how to host a good party how to host a barbecue for sure. Oh, um, definitely how to cook a fucking steak, you know? How to cook steak, if, so. if nothing else.
1: Generic, I'm sure you took some of those skills to the Texas Roadhouse. responsible House. for my career path. Exactly. Now that I'm thinking about it. 100%. <laughs> uh, I mean, actually, when I think about it, uh, what was it? Mother's Day at the Texas Roadhouse was very similar to a day at the Kelly's yes where there'd be a yes. lot of beer bongs uh lots of beer lots of peanuts lots of, lots of huge steaks, giant peanuts steaks. so many peanuts so many peanuts <laughs> okay so goddamn yeah. peanuts. Yeah. but but the thing is like we'd go over the for these epic dinners right and then what would happen like you know we drink a bunch of beers and then we'd end up in the basement and mrs kelly would give us like a uh, really a college level uh you know film lesson you know, where she'd be bringing out films you know, we'd watch something current, but then that current movie always led to, oh, well, if you like this, then you'd have to see this movie, which inspired this director who did this. And I mean, sometimes, you know, you maybe fall asleep watching a movie at like 5 a.m. with Mrs. Kelly in the recliner next to you, just being like, this was, like, what was this? Um, My my point being that screen time, you know, seemed like a very social thing for me. And, you know, uh, so I'm wondering how does, how did screen time look like in your guys' families? you know, were there restrictions, were there even conversations about whether it was good or bad or, or anything? And, and I'll, I'll start with you, Mike.
0: Oh, no, absolutely not. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I, not only the amount of time, but definitely not the content. I mean, I distinctly remember watching, like, Friday the 13th movies with my dad, and I was like five or six. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm joking, but, like, also kind of not. Um <laughs> Uh, I had a TV in my room. I mean, God, I remember when I was in grade school, I'd like, fall into sleep to Conan O'Brien oh, yeah. all the time. Uh, but at the same point, you know, something that we've we've mentioned before, though, there there wasn't the overabundance where it was everywhere. You know, when I was, it was at home or it was at your guy's house or, right. you know, you and Judge had cable. So it was going to your guy's house to watch
1: yep.
0: uh, things like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was more of maybe like you said, like, uh, something you did more of was like a bonding you did with your mom or we'd watch like beavis and butthead and stuff at your guys place but like that was it because there was a very few programs one that were good or two it wasn't everywhere that you went we weren't walking around with phones we weren't sitting at parks you know on cell phones right completely so I, I would think that it was definitely not monitored but i don't think that it was i don't think it was probably never an issue what about you Jenner? Uh
2: i would say pretty similar uh we i know it wasn't i know it wasn't monitored there wasn't like a hey you have a two hours tonight type thing uh i don't remember when we got tvs upstairs but eventually it turned into something where you know there was no it's 10 o'clock turn that off type scenario they were pretty loosey-goosey about it and we didn't have cable so there was an element of that that kind of kept things at bay um we were a family that really really surrounded ourselves on on movies too and i think like you said more of a social thing my parents probably watch more TV than any other seven-year-old couple I can think of. They, Their DVR is full. They probably have like 25 shows that they record with regularity, and I, I might have one. So uh, our family grew up in that environment. And kind of going back to what you talked about with the glazed-over look, I think that's actually made it so that that doesn't necessarily happen to me. I mean, when I'm working and I'm focused on work and a computer, that's one thing. But like, I can sit there and socialize and watch TV and not let it completely overwhelm me whereas people that I grew up with that I think were not exposed to TV like I remember eating dinner at their houses at times and if the parents let them have the TV on during dinner like like the fork with food like this like not being able to finish <laughs> what they were doing and I'd look around like what the hell is going on it was... like zombies and I'm like it's because they didn't have TV growing up right you
1: know? now uh, I remember <laughs> as a kid and, and you know it was you know Again, it was not only—I think the way Mike had mentioned it—not only did my parents not monitor the time we were spending on it, but it was the content, and it, and and they were also, you know, unaware. They would go to bed, and whatever we did after that, and uh, and one of the things I remember mo- watching most was this Billy Bob's Drive-In, which was on like Showtime or or Cinemax. And before the show would kick off, the guy would say like it would be something along the lines of, yeah, this movie has four decapitations, four full breasts, like one bush, and that was like the stuff, you know. Like, and that was like, so you, hey, what was, is this show still on? By not, unfortunately, <laughs> Billy Bob's Driving is not <laughs> you still on. You're kind
0: of selling me on. No, it was.
1: On, I, I mean, actually, double
0: decapitation. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: because it was like these, like, What cult- wait, wait, what movie was it? I mean, I think there's a lot of movies that actually that probably have that sort of qualification in it. That's all you're looking for in a movie. We'll,
0: we'll work with that on that on a side job. <laughs>
1: that is a side episode on itself. Um, so, you know, you know we, we've mentioned that for all of us, I think it, it played uh, at least some sort of role in, in our social upbringing and um, to some degree was something that we did with our families, as, if not to bond, then at least on a social level. So I'm wondering, as you guys grew up and, you know, and also uh, you're just looking back now, who are some of your favorite either dads, moms, parents from TV shows or movies? And I will, I'll let Mike start on this one.
0: So favorite, favorite dads is kind of, um, from shows, movies, just in general. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think I got to start with the, the dad from Teen Wolf, um, uh, right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, that guy was really solid. Um, I, I still meant to research this guy's name, but I still stand it by the dad from Third Rock from the Sun. John Lithgow. Um, re- really good <laughs> guy. Lithgow. Uh, really good guy. Did some good work, um. I don't oh, know
1: if he has His name's actually Dick Solomon, Flynn. He was on your list. I had I put him on there just because I, I knew you're a, a Lithgow fan. Um, you should have made that the first one. Ah, I really uh,
0: well, I mean, and then, you know, his work in, in um, Harry and the Hendersons, uh, the movie, yeah. as well as Dexter. Um, real good.
2: Um, Cl- Cliff Huxtable is probably top of your list, right, Flynn?
0: He's, he's up there. Not the actor himself, but definitely the, the role in the show. <laughs> Um, you know, he did some good things. Um, I'm also going to go with, um, uh, man, well, <laughs> who's the detective, again, generic from CSI that only wears the <laughs> shirts, the shirts with the short sleeves. and The redhead? Trash. No, 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 Wait, no. You're no. Th- dark no, hair. You're
2: thinking, of, you're thinking of Andy Sipowitz from NYPD Blue.
0: Him. <laughs> He's probably a good dad, too. Um, yeah, his, son died. his son died. His son died in the show. Oh, well, I'm sure he took it pretty hard because he was a good dad. Uh, a new dad. Uh, let's see here. Some other good dads. Um, well, w- well, let me stop you because I have a question. No, let me keep rambling for a little bit. Okay. I can go on here for another 20, 30 minutes.
1: Well, well, well my question was regarding the, the dad from Teen Wolf because I wonder, is he a good dad? Because, you know, his son was pretty unprepared for becoming a Teen Wolf.
0: And I felt like oh. there could have been some steps to so, better prepare it, him. It, but, in his defense, he didn't know if he was gonna prepare so yeah, I thought I skip like, real... the
2: gene or something.
0: yeah. so the real existential question here is do you mention to your son that he may be a teen wolf and then never ever be a teen wolf or do you wait to find out and if he is a teen wolf and? if so, when will they prove what set genitalia was of said teen wolf? was it that of the wolf or of a man? <laughs> I feel like I feel like the dad had the ability to
2: Turned into a teen wolf whenever he wanted, or a wolf, That's what because there's that like? scene at the door where he opens it and he's a wolf. So yeah. I feel like I would definitely show him and be like, "Hey, this could be your future." Um,
1: you maybe would? not.
0: I don't think I. Yeah. I don't think I'd show my cards.
1: <laughs> well, well, my question is, can't you plant the seed? There's got to be some way that you can. At That's least, what I'm saying. You at least. I mean, and maybe it's there's a happy medium between Flynn's not telling him at all and then letting it happen at like a high school party when you're basically. Borderline, you know, uh, uh, sexually assaulting someone or <laughs> or, or just showing up at the door full wolf. You know, I think there's probably yeah. somewhere in between where you can probably land on that one. I'm not just so today. sure he's a good dad. He's like, you know, he's I mean, like, to talking... get you this
2: really awesome shaving kit, like, just in case.
0: When you're talking, you know, having to have a conversation with your son, becoming a wolf, it's uncharted territory. I mean, the guy was doing the best he could.
1: Well, and this, yeah. especially knowing that he struggled so much in basketball, I'd at least throw him the bone, like, dude, there is this off chance you might be doing three sixty reverse dunks by this time next fall. Hey,
0: uh, uh, all right, for for bonus points, Tommy, what was the name of the Teen Wolf's mascot for the their their basketball team? Oh,
1: I I I, I don't know that answer. Um, sh- I want to say the giraffes, but I know it's not the giraffes. Beavers, the wooden Beavers, shoes. Oh, the Beavers. Beavers. Oh yeah. Didn't the coach from Teen Wolf also have three really excellent rules to live by? Or is that And dark? they were the same rule, weren't they? Man, I think it's just be a Teen Wolf. I, or I, <laughs> I thought it was like don't ever get less than like twenty hours Sorry. of sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't don't date a girl with a dagger tattoo. Yeah, I think you're a pretty darn And actually. never play cards with someone with the name of a city or something like that. Uh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'm gonna Pretty have to go back. I'll, I'll edit that in, you know, somewhere in here. Uh, you should. <laughs> um, any, any other dads that come to mind?
0: Flinnie, uh, I'll pass. I'll pass over okay. to Jannik. My, my absurd ones. Gotcha. <laughs> Jannik, what do you got? Uh, on the.
2: At least I didn't the, see
0: the dad from American Beauty this time, though. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> Spacey has a we, page uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. That is not. There's, there's like four people dead from that. <laughs> <sighs> Witnesses. I would say, you know, on a, on an actual positive one, we used to watch uh, one of the shows as a family. We watched was um, Home Improvement. Okay. So like that Tim Allen character yeah. and that that was definitely kind of a. Every episode ended with the whole, you know, him going to, over to talk to Wilson and getting mm-hmm. advice on how to handle a family situation. But that was a positive. Uh, role model relationship. Can I stop um, you?
1: Because I actually had this on my list to talk about. And I wanted to debate. Now, was Tim Allen, the the father figure? Or was it Wilson? Because it seemed like he just went over and got all the, the goods from Wilson and then would come over. Uh, you know, and I, and, and I also wanted to see if there were any arguments to build parallels between Wilson and Mr. Feeney.
2: Ooh. The original... Intent of I think that Mr. Feeney character was, and I'm, I'm sure you can look this up, but was probably to be a bit part that he was that uh, mentor relationship that um, the kids could go over to to just like Miss like Wilson is, and obviously that character evolved into a you know a huge part of that show. Um But like you said, you know every single episode ended ninety five percent of the time was Tim yeah, Allen's character going I, for I that disagree advice. with
0: I disagree with Jenica on that. They were two completely different characters. One was a teacher. The other guy was just some dude behind <laughs> <laughs> You got to see the other guy's face. But
2: the perils of wisdom that Wilson could provide were very teacher-esque.
1: Wow, that, that
2: is excellent. Uh, but it did It, did, it may seem like Tim Allen didn't know what the hell he was doing and
1: had to constantly
2: go over to this other guy to give him, like, hey,
1: at least I mean, a, hey, we a jumping we all off get point. Advice.
0: Hey, we all got to get advice from
1: somebody. That's, we're true. Not, we're not, that's we're not, true. We're not all writing the books here. Yeah. I don't have Wilson, but I have a Jenrick, and I have a Flynn. So the, the, that's who I go to. I, I have a question I was really excited to ask both of you. Uh, and I'm curious. If you had to choose one Patrick Swayze character to raise your children, which Patrick Swayze character would you choose? and uh, I'm going to let Flint start on this
0: one. Easy, no questions asked. Patrick Swayze from Black Dog. <laughs> uh, uh, he's got the moves. He's quick on his feet. He's resilient. Um, he's tough. He doesn't back down. He can drive a semi-truck probably better than anyone in the universe. <laughs> uh, explosions don't bother him. Guns don't bother him. Uh, only he, only hallucinations super... of a Black Dog. Well, <laughs> one... <laughs> <It's> only... <laughs> <laughs> very small flaw it's a hallucination where he may have run the semi off the road and killed somebody yeah, nobody's
1: nobody's perfect jenik, alright that's what the show's yeah. about
0: listen man this is life man it's not a straight line man it's you know it's, it's cutbacks and that's what Swayze from Black Dog knows about
1: alright jenick, do you have a, a Swayze character you would choose uh,
2: I would have gone easily with that as my number one so I'm gonna have to go to my second and I'm gonna say Patrick Swayze from Ghost.
1: Okay. But after, Tender. After, Tender Swayze. After,
0: mm, after that's, a he, sensual,
2: that's a sensual Swayze. But after he's dead. Okay. Like when he's trying to figure everything out. Okay. Like I want I want the neurotic, like really, really committed to figuring out what happened to himself, with Swayze to to take care of my kid.
1: Pitted on revenge on Willy Lopez. And Willy Lopez going down. He's in Barcelona. He's in Las Ramblas <laughs> just shaking <laughs> shaking steel palm shaking trees. Things. Jenrik <laughs> and i uh went to barcelona many years ago and we got in uh, very late we thought we had booked this amazing hostel we we go to check in at the hostel uh the couple in front of us this this british couple is breaking down in tears about how they were just held up at gunpoint and uh and as we uh, get to the front of the uh, the checkout counter, we find out that this amazing and th- this amazing hostel that we thought we had rooms that we didn't. And just to give you a brief description of what this hostel was kind of like, uh, it was you walked in and it was just full of beautiful people, and there was a pool table, and there was like cool music, and it just seemed like everyone was having the best time ever. Um, and minus this British couple. Yeah, minus this British couple who was robbed at gunpoint. So the, very dejected, you know, we had back out the last Ramblas squares with our uh, our suitcases, only to see a, a deranged person like stalking tourists and then like, walk within like five feet of us and stare us directly in the eye while he shook a, uh, a steel palm tree. And to this day, I swear it was actually the actor who played Willy Lopez in Ghost. Uh, yeah,
2: and, and that <laughs> probably, same man, that may, that same man definitely followed a, a, another couple down a very. <laughs> dark dark uh, hallway or, or uh, alleyway and uh, like a, I think you referred to him as like a velociraptor that was smelling blood like he, he saw his prey
1: yeah I mean if you've been to Barcelona it's kind of a, i mean it, it's not kind of it is a very very cool city um, there are parts of it that you know, Jenrick you made the comparison and I've actually never been to the city but pictures I've seen very much remind me of New Orleans where it's like the very narrow streets with the buildings coming up and and it just seemed like one of those old New Orleans vampire vampire noir type situations where like this couple goes down this dark alley and Willie Lopez disappeared into the darkness and like the three of them mm. were probably never seen or heard from again. That was that. <laughs> that was that. Um, okay, so so ghost, you're going with a tender ghost. Uh, I, I I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. I think. Personally. Think
2: about, think about the magic tricks you could do. Moving coins. Oh. All well, sorts of stuff.
0: That, so, and then on top of that, just the arts and crafts time. That he's going to be able to oh. have man. I and mean, then the guy can work the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the, kid, the kid's going to be firing up that kill on the left and right. Joanna's going to be happy. Mama um, Pappas
1: is going to have lots of ashtrays for Christmas. Lots of ashtrays. Lots of ashtrays. A lot of ashtrays. I think I'm going to have to... I mean, it's going to be uh, maybe a cliche... Pick. but I I wanna I'm split between dirty dancing and, and Roadhouse. Um Ooh. I th- I think I'm
0: gonna I feel like you, I feel like you don't even know Swayze.
1: <laughs> well you know I just feel like there's there's two there's two different there's two So here's why I types. disagree
0: with your picks. Okay. Okay. First off both of them Yes both. Swayze from Roadhouse that's not dad Swayze. That single dude out there working the bar scene, kicking some ass, taking some names. Dude, he's not looking to raise any kids. Dude, you can't bring a kid in that kind of ass-kicking kind of lifestyle. That's why I disagree with that pick. Second one I disagree with from the Dirty Dancing is, Pat Swayze was barely 16 in Dirty <laughs> Dancing. Do <laughs> you think he was ready to raise a goddamn kid? No, dude, no. Those weren't Swayze, right? Those weren't not good Swayze's in their own right, yes. Swayze's ready to take over a family? No, not my house.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'd like to counter one of your points. I would like to say a 16-year-old Swayze is the equivalent of probably a 35-year-old normal human being. So he was more well, than more than capable of raising a child. At I
0: mean, so you're, obviously, I thought if anything, you would have gone from Swayze circa Point Break. Uh, because I basically that Bodhi. looks exactly like your that looks exactly like your dad. So that's basically what you were raised with. <laughs> well, so, you
1: know. well, I think given my experience with Papa Pappas, you can see why I chose to go maybe a different route. Uh, <laughs> but 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 I did consider Bodie. I also considered uh, I also considered Patrick Swayze from Red Dawn. Where if he was <laughs> if, if he was sixteen in, in
0: in Dirty Dancing, he was probably twelve in Red Dawn. Uh, oh, yeah I mean dude, he would do he definitely was not letting communists to take over his school and he's also <laughs> I could respect that I mean and yeah
1: so I but but the reason I think I, se- I I'm gonna settle on roadhouse is something that Jenner told me once a long time ago about uh being a dad of five and he felt like it was being a bouncer at a bar uh, or it was kind of like the equivalent of bouncing at a bar at, at, at different times and I'll let maybe Jenner defend my my roadhouse pick a little bit ha- what are the similarities of raising five kids to being a bouncer in the, the cinematic smash hit Roadhouse? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, well, you're, you're uh, constantly guarding the proverbial door as far as their uh, well-being, uh, a variety of other things, but you're, you're literally, and as they get older, it's only getting worse, but you're just constantly trying to be as much in control of what's going into their lives, if that makes sense. Uh, as anything else. So I get the comparison. Um, I barely remember wait, making that to you. So I'm kind of coming up <laughs> put this off the cup. Um, but I could easily see myself saying it too. Um, one Swayze reference that we did not think about, and I'm drawing a blank on the name, but it was, uh, not rumble fish. What was the other one?
1: oh outsiders outsiders yeah that'd outsiders. be a good Swayze yeah
2: yeah he was, yeah, he was the Swayze. he was the dad of all those hoodlums yeah, okay so uh, now that
0: you've re- retracted you've come back and made some good examples i will accept that in terms of a bouncer uh <laughs> for the Swayze dad reference only because yeah, you never know when you need to find a knife in somebody's boot for sure <laughs> that's, that's true <laughs> that is right i'm curious is it you know being
1: dads of uh you know multiple kids if you have any good recommendations, you know we, I think we threw out a couple shows already Aquanauts uh, being one from Flynn and you know Bubble Guppies and anything with Elmo and it uh, being my experience with what Shep's into right now. but uh, for for dads who have younger kids who are trying to find maybe shows worth you know turn, turning them on to or, or getting them involved in, what do you guys suggest for that? we'll start with you, Adam.
2: Um, my kids really like Curious George they still do um curious george is basically two individual episodes in one and every the, each one is going to have some type of edu- educational component to it uh i mean there's my jackson to this day will still reference and ask about curious george episodes when he was like three or four that's a good one that chef's probably close to being ready for i'd say anywhere between two and four um and is that something you enjoy
1: watching bit. as well
2: it's actually of, of the options i have curious george isn't that bad gotcha um i agree the uh the old magic school bus that we used to have growing up there's that's also on netflix yeah. now and they have a new version uh those are actually really good if you rewatch them again the the what you're being taught is a little bit higher level like i'd say at least five or six uh but those and those are actually pretty pretty
1: entertaining too what about you flynn you got any good shows
0: yeah i'll suck in generic on the uh other magic school bus the the new one's good the old ones are really good too to watch again What's the name uh, of the 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 teacher? Miss Dribble. Miss okay. Yeah, yeah. So, something, something like okay, that. that's what something I remember. Like I remember the teacher standing out. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit too much for Shepard now. Uh, I got deep into the Pokemon hole. That may be still a little bit down the road for, uh, for Shepard. I enjoyed watching that. I enjoyed Octonauts a lot. I thought that was a good show. Um, I thought Wild Kratts was a pretty good show. Um. That they could get into—that's not bad. Um, Paul Petro ended up driving me nuts after a while. Um, yeah. I'm Try to think what else were were big ones when they were younger. I feel like everything
2: nowadays has has an educational component to it to a certain degree, yeah. whereas nothing we grew up with did. Like we Zero. had like Fraggle yeah. Rock and G.I. Joe. It's like we learned about American patriotism. And
1: <laughs> but there would be that point at the at the end of G.I. Joe where I was like, "Hey, don't." Don't climb into an egg empty refrigerator, or like, true, that's true. You know, like, oh hey, don't take candy from minorities. <laughs> Just weird. Like, have you gone back and actually watched some of those? Like, how dated and like borderline like racist and misogynist they are. No, no, but I, I have no.
0: watched uh, Zach Morris' is Trash. Zach Morris' uh, is Trash is a good Facebook game. is also pretty good. to go back and watch some of Zach Morris's schemes. Yeah, those did not <laughs> age well. Uh, something else we
1: watched very recently with Shep, uh, he's really into a phase where he's into like, farm animals, and just animals in general. So anything from the jungle or in a farm, he loves. Uh, so being kind of like just charlotte's webb well no so being and that would be a really good one i I didn't consider that that's an uplifting story (laughs) but uh but we we put on dumbo and holy shit is that a rough movie from a number of standpoints uh a completely racist like their depiction of the are you talking about the original one or the new one the original 1941 cartoon (laughs) dumbo uh their depiction of black people through crows is outrageous and, and then not to mention just the rustabout scene they have a rustabout song that makes uh you know indentured servitude seem like something that was like they loved and they were really into it um they also had animal cruelty with just the circuit you know just seeing how far we've come with our uh, attitudes towards animals and zoos and and circuses the the just how mean the the grown-up Lady elephants are to Dumbo when they see her with the the ears and just the idea of mocking something physically different. I mean, it was something that you could never get away with making today. Uh, and with all that being said, Shep fucking loved it. Like love, yeah. absolutely loved it. Well, it, they don't get any yeah. No, no, exactly. All that's oh. over their head, but he just loves elephants. They, see a, they just see a flying yeah, elephant. He loves elephants. He's like he loves it, and mm-hmm. his ability to to mimic ele- elephants is, is pretty fantastic. Uh, you look like you wanted to say something, Jenner.
2: I, I think I saw I haven't actually checked but on Disney Plus they have disclaimers yes. before those movies
1: right Yeah and and I was shocked because the disclaimer of this movie was uh, something about the depiction of use of tobacco That's the only disclaimer even though it's essentially blatantly racist uh, I was really taken aback um, and you know another quick note related to to Shep was. Today I picked him up from daycare and his daycare provider let us know that they were unable to finish watching The Lion King because every time an animal would come on the screen that Shep recognized, he would <laughs> essentially start doing the animal noises so incessantly that like the other kids would get distracted and it just turned into like them being like, Rah! Yeah. Rah! like Rah! Uh, It's just, she's like, yeah, we couldn't, you know, we're, we're was literally
2: Lord of the Flies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it turned into something uh it turned into something very primal very fast and uh, i guess Shep was the ringleader in it so um uh, you know I, but that's my struggle you know we were, we're talking about screen time here um uh, i'm gonna be totally honest because not only do d- did we mention uh, at the front end of the show this idea that uh screen time's you know a nice useful tool when you know as a parent you're you're solo and you don't have the luxury of handing them off to the other, you, you know, a partner or someone else there, and you just need something to occupy their attention for X, you know, very short, uh, finite amount of time. But, um, you know, Chef's 18 months old, right? And, and it's kind of nice because I feel like I'm going to kind of get my fix now that we're having another kid soon here. But he's at that age where he doesn't want to cuddle. He doesn't like he want, he doesn't want to be still very long at all you know maybe sometimes when when i put him down he will a little bit but for the most part like you know he's a you know he's an 18 month old boy he's rumbling and tumbling and he wants to you know be crazy so i don't get very many moments anymore with him where he's just kind of like my baby again and he's just laying and, and you know cuddling on me have you tried nyquil (laughs) Oh, you mean, uh, Casey Anthony's nanny Zanny, Zanny the nanny. Um, No, I have not tried drugging the kid yet. Um, I'm, I'm not opposed to drugs, obviously, in my own, you know, uh, background so you know I, I feel like it would be really well you're okay, of me. Man, where
0: he's getting he's getting mobile they they start putting two and two together they're like I, if i put this foot in front of this one really fast i'll follow my face in a few steps and yeah just let him go well i
1: mean the thing is for me it's just i miss that time i miss you know i miss that bonding time um and sometimes screen time allows me to have that with him um you know if if he gets into something those are the few times where he will just kind of like you know if i find something that interests him enough he'll sit on my lap he'll kind of relax back he'll watch it he'll cuddle and you know we have those moments that you know are, are very fleeting at this point so uh,
0: i don't know though you think he's bonded with you or the tv
1: i think that's a good question i think that's a fair question um i mean that's something i think his parents were constantly needing deep to... on you bro well well, no, I'm just saying, I, th- I think we need to be aware of that because I think there are things that we do that are more so for ourselves than our children, if we're being totally honest. Um, yeah. and, and, and I'm certainly guilty of that. And I think this could be one of the, you know, you,
0: I hadn't thought of it in, in that light, but it's... I'll agree with you on, yes, do I use it as a crutch to definitely give myself a minute to, you know what I mean, pick up, help Kate do something around the house? Definitely. But I would try not to use it as a, as like a bonding method. I mean, unless it's with sports, that's a different story. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll watch sports, but other than that, man, there's so. I mean, you'll see that there's so many other things you're going to start getting into, and their interests constantly change. Um, where I, I think that you're going to find that it's just going to keep evolving. That what you're, what you're looking for now is just going, it's going to be something else. And um, you know, they, they're going to keep looking to you for what that is. And if you make it the TV, then it's going to be the TV. If you make it go into a park, then it's going to be the park. You know what I mean? They're making their decisions based off what they see you do. Absolutely. And, and and that's part of the idea behind this podcast, you know,
1: a lot of it is just to talk to, you know, dads who are better at it than I am and,
0: and oh, I it, don't think I'm better than anybody. I'm just, that's just my take well, on, well, yeah, on my but, approach. Well, I
1: think you guys are better dads than me and uh, and you know, part of it is just that you guys have more experience and um, you know, you guys are uh, ahead of me in a, in a lot of areas and um and, you know and there's nothing wrong with admitting that i don't think but um yeah the, there, there's this other aspect where the, you know i've identified things you know and, and one of the thing you know about myself and one of the things i've identified about myself is uh this idea that I, I maybe i'm not at you know active enough and i've said that in my past tv was what my mom used and uh perhaps to a certain degree it was out of a little bit of uh because it was the easy way and and i think lita has mentioned that a couple times where it's like you know it seems like when you use screen time at times it can be taking the easy way out um and i do I, i want him to associate um me with a lot of positive things you know and and i don't think it's a horrible thing if we if we can you know bond over something screen related down the road um which brings me to something I wanted to talk to Adam about, uh, which was something that you got to share with your son. Um, you know, you're a big Star Wars fan, and Rise of Skywalker was just out, and you got to take your oldest, Jax, to go see it, and uh, and you want to talk a little bit about that experience. Yeah, like, um, like we were just saying, sure. I think ultimately you're going to have,
2: whether it's sports or whether it's something that you're, I know you're, you know, Tommy yourself, you know, hopefully Shep's a few years away from Game of Thrones, subject matter-wise, oh, yeah. but, but there's things that you are really, really into and passionate about that you're very hopeful that your kids are going to be into too, to some type of degree and Star Wars is, is one of those for me and it's been really cool to see the evolution of that brand as Disney took it over and what it's going to look like moving forward and I, I know I've tried since they were about three and four years old, him and his brother, to, to introduce them. and. It was never the right time they just weren't quite ready for it and all of a sudden this last about year and a half it started with jackson and we looked through every single movie and uh and i told him i'm like when this one comes out i'm like me and a group of guys we always go i'm like you're gonna come with us and so he got to go to the eight o'clock show stay up a little later than he normally would sit next to me it was it was surreal and uh I, i remember texting joanna from before the movie started that like this is something i've been waiting for for a while so um you know, ready to introduce my other kids, and there's
1: more than just Star Wars, but you know, it's a, right. it's a huge personal thing to me. So, right, it's awesome. We we all have things that are you know, like you said, super important, whether it be a, you know, A Song of Ice and Fire or or Star Wars, or and, and and I wonder, Mikey, and it doesn't have to be necessarily screen time related. Is there anything that you're you're pumped to share with with Mikey Jr. Whether it be Long John Silver or or something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I wish there was a uh, I wish there was a long John silver that's uh, that was located out here um, I, I would say one of the, the coolest things I got to do with um, Mikey so far is that we haven't been to a ton of sporting events uh, But I got to take him to a um, like a, a Washington the Cougar the UW Cougar game. Oh, it's yeah. like a big rivalry so I got to go down there and take him down there for a game day where it's like the ESPN game day down there awesome So he got to see a pretty cool game. I think that for me at this point because when they're younger you take them. It's expensive. They don't get it. You know what I mean. It's loud. All they want to find out is the food. And it's hard. So I think uh, to go to like a sporting event where you actually sat there, like watch it, like understood what was going on, like and they'd seen a little bit of it. So I thought that was like a really cool um, experience to share. Because uh, my dad got to be there too. So it was just kind of fun.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, guys, uh, I think that's all the time we have for tonight. I want to thank you guys for making some time to come out and talk to myself and the one or two people that listen or watch New Dad. Episode three will be an uh, episode on picking names for babies. Uh, what episode is this? This is episode two. Oh, okay. So, okay. An, yeah. Episode, what did I say? Episode one? Um, no,
2: you said all right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Before I let these guys go, we are going to play a quick game. Um, and this is a new one for New Dad. So stay tuned while I pause for a word from our sponsor. This episode brought to you by Visit Luxembourg. We have lots of castles and shit. Also, we have Angry Bird. Luxembourg. Yay! All right. One way we like to always end uh, uh, one of our shows is with a little game. And we have uh, Adam and, and Mike here ready to play uh, a, a game that's that's new to the show New Dad. Um Mike has a series of TV dads uh, as well as kids' TV shows. He needs to get Adam to guess the name of the show uh, or dad without saying some of the key words. So we are going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Flynn,
0: let me know when you're ready. Uh, real quick, Tom, I just want to let you know I will be playing for the country of Luxembourg today. It's a, uh, <laughs> Citizen. I want to announce it. This is actually the first um, podcast. Show the Luxembourg Citizen. Oh. Uh, show the tattoo. Well, we'll get into that later. But uh, <laughs> start with the flag. Let me win first. And then uh, uh, in my heroic dance-off. I, I, so, I was going to say, technically, we may have heard about that before. So I'm, I'm probably the first international competitor you've had on the show. I think it's probably reason Absolutely. for a lot of
2: However, you, you are Multi- not. Multicultural.
0: Mm-hmm ready no no hold on i don't do i have to do these in order or just as many as i can
1: uh do them in order if you don't like one you can say pass and we can come back okay. to it
0: and we we'll, uh, at the very end okay hold on i'm getting it okay all right let me know when Tommy. i'm ready <clears throat> all right here we are
1: with mike and adam ready to play guess that show or dad we're going to come up with a better name for this but we have mike Going at the start of, one, two, three.
0: Okay, Uh, arguably the best um, cross-dressing nanny of all time. Um, um, Oh, uh, cross-dressing nanny? Oh, uh, uh, Tony Danza? No, 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 (laughs) cross-dressing, like, uh, when as a woman, um, as a nanny to take care of his own kids, um, the actor's no longer alive. Um, From Ladybugs? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no 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 <laughs> cross-dressing pass, pass this one uh, okay uh, i'm passing the next one um it gets killed in game of thrones was supposed to be the king um dude, that, that dude. Makes no, never okay, saw it pass. pass pass um teacher that's a chemist that makes a lot of money breaking selling. bad the the actor walter God. white yes. walter white yes got it okay writer um um, Stephen Stephen King. No, 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 um, no, no, no. Think cartoon. The Shining. Uh, oh. No, Think cartoon. Ryder's the main dude. He's running the show. He's a smooth character. Never gets in trouble. Always smart. Yeah. He got one. Uh,
1: Jennerick got one, and I, and not only that, but I accidentally stopped or stopped paying attention to the clock. So Flynn got a whole minute. So we're gonna give Jenner a- <laughs> dude, <laughs> thirty seconds. Thirty seconds
2: is, this is, 30 Delphi, seconds is really. What is the first one? This is on fire. I don't
0: know how else I could have explained it. I thought, my, I, thought
2: my, I thought my, well, the odds that I guessed ladybugs and that dude's also not alive is <laughs> decent.
0: Well, I, no, I mean, yeah, but he wasn't an nanny, so that's why you're, I mean, not even
1: close. <laughs> that's stuff true. Okay. All right. So now Flynn has to beat a whopping one. Guess right. <laughs> to to beat generic in the inaugural game of guess that daddy. We're going again. We're working on names. Ready generic? Yep. <laughs> Flynn, you got your blindfold on? There we go. All right, sweet.
0: <laughs> Hold on. No, no. I got a better idea. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> All right. Generic, you ready? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> this is great. All right, go. All right.
2: Will Smith series from the 80s, early 90s. All right. Who's the patriarch in it? The judge. Um, oh, <laughs>
0: Joe, shoot. <laughs> uh, Banks. Um, oh, yeah, but a... what, what's he call him? What's Will Smith
2: call him? There correct. you go. Uh, it's a British cartoon with uh, with porkers in it. With I... uh, It's a British cartoon on Cartoon Network or oh, one of those shows. That big? Yes. Uh, it's, uh, Dennis and Dee's dad.
0: Frank Reynolds? Yep. Uh, Dope! Homer Simpson.
2: Yep. Uh, George's dad in, in, uh, the series we used to watch in high school. George and,
0: um, um, George's uh, dad. Stanza, it's, um, Frank. Frank Stanza.
2: Yep. All right. Your, your favorite, uh, probably character of all time was an 80s show with a slovenly, uh, father. And time,
1: and time time fling up undy fling five he got the first one so that's a pretty, pretty good good yeah that's almost half the list yeah yeah all right guys so well thanks for coming on we're gonna let you guys go but before i do do you guys
0: have anything you want to plug mike oh yeah it's uh you know if you've listened to uh sometimes episodes there's promos uh my wife does the pop moms podcast um it's fantastic if you get a chance uh check it out on spotify or, or itunes it's an excellent podcast. I can
1: uh definitely vouch for it as being a, both a guest and a fan of the show. What about uh what about you, Jenner? You got anything you all,
2: all my podcast uh ideas are in the works. Nothing to nothing to plug yet.
1: Nothing to plug yet. What about raising canes?
2: Yeah. Uh sure, we can we, plug raising canes. There's uh actually one opened up in Oregon, Flynn. You can get on the road. Yeah, oh yeah,
0: check that
1: out. <laughs> for all the chicken tenderonis in our lives so check us out prod cause I mean take us away what i'm
2: mean in mean that, I mean that, I mean that mode and i'm in that zone what i'm in mean that flow what i'm in mean that groove what i'm in that mode what i'm in that zone and i'm in that flow let's go let's go let's go let's get to the spot,